0: So, have you come out of 400 plus pages of Prince Harry and gotten back to work, Hasita?
1: I have, Subha. I've gotten back from 400 pages of Prince Harry to 400 things on my to do list. And I can't quite tell which of the two is worse. I'm just, sometimes it feels like I've, I've booked my calendar. There are, you know, I start with good intent. There are probably two things, three things, important things that I know I should be working on. And then I keep adding things to it and I keep adding things to it. And by the end of it, I'm just, it's like a race against time all the time. And I don't know, firstly, why am I adding these things to the calendar? Mainly because they need to get done and somebody has to do it, I think. Uh, But at the same time, it's not a very nice feeling to be there day in, day out. Sometimes I've canceled things that I know are far more important just to kind of keep up sometimes with the workload. Yeah.
0: No, I hear you. And um, I'm going to call it um, the the Prince Harry problem because I'm hearing (laughs) it from a lot of founders and managers of um, teams and people just like you, where it's taking time to recognize that there is a problem. And by the time you recognize it, uh, a bit of it has piled up, right? It's kind of accumulated and become a slightly bigger problem than it needs to be because fundamentally you've done the right things. You've added people, you've augmented your team, you've added capabilities. So you should not have 400, right? You should have 200 things to do.
1: That is true. And I had actually not considered that. Because in my mind, the whole idea of scale was that you kept doing more and more stuff, because that's how you grow. Uh, but I do see where you're coming from. Uh, I mean, now that I see, look at the task list, there are probably a few things that I shouldn't be doing at all, actually. Yeah. But then that also kind of brings up the question of how do I get started with this process right like sometimes you have hired you have folks on the team and you you know with the best intent and i know for a fact that everyone's kind of setting out to do the right thing but somewhere we are all not achieving our full potential right and so is that a me problem or is that just how things work or where? like even for me to say hey this is what's wrong how do i even kind of you know start untangling that
0: Yes, yes, I hear you. So, let's untangle this Prince Harry problem. Welcome to Small Talk with Raincraft. I'm Subha, a leadership and executive coach. And I'm Hasita, a marketing strategist. We're just two people who love to talk and love to learn. And this is us being curious about the world around us. Join us. The key to it, Hasita, is acknowledging that there is a problem uh, which makes it sound very negative. I think it's acknowledging that there is a situation to solve for, right? And Hmm. unless Hmm. as a founder, as a team leader, as a senior manager, unless I acknowledge it and say, hey, if I don't start setting up the processes early on, Right? then I'm going mm-hmm. to end up in a situation where I'm spending my time on too many things which shouldn't require my time and attention. I'm faced with a team where they are just not taking accountability for some of these decisions that need to be made uh, You know, in a running machine. They need to be made day in and day out. So they're happy to say, hey, boss, take the decision. Tell us what to do. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Kind of uh, reminds me or... Uh, makes me think about those very uh, you know crime scene situations where you see a couple of beat cops and then a detective walks in and says hey you canvass the neighbors and you look at street cams and you do this and you do that and each episode I'm wondering but that's their job they know right that that's what they have to do yeah <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah um,
0: and probably law and order it's more of you know there's a hierarchy and you have to be told to do it but even in mm. simple organizations uh, you have a bunch of people always waiting for the instructions,
1: right, right? Right. And in fact, that also reminds me of you know instances where I think I've also practiced that a bit, and I, it has been practiced on me as well. Uh, it's just the I think the enforcing of certain rules that probably don't need enforcing, like you know asking people to get on a call at nine o'clock or you know show faces from nine to five. Uh, somewhere I've begun to realize that that's... A sign of a much bigger problem right and that's that people are not feeling empowered enough to be able to do what they need to do and that's why i think as leadership sometimes there's also that temptation to say okay at least if they are in front of me i know you know that they're up to something good right so i i yeah maybe that's how you know you've got a problem and uh, it's uh, yeah you're right i mean calling it a problem is probably taking it a little too far because it's i'm sure it's part of a journey for every growing organization because we start out as a one person or a two person you know team and then you build over a period of time uh, and In doing that, it's not always necessary that everyone comes with managerial experience, right? So a lot of us have been promoted to those roles because we've been good at the execution function, right? So, Mm -hmm. and now that we are here, and Subha, you've spoken about, you know, first-time managers on the Raincraft blog in the past as well. uh, What do you do? You know, you have a lot of hopefully enthusiastic people who are now finding themselves in shoes, that they are not maybe ready to fill immediately. So what what is the leader or rather the manager of those managers expected to do in a circumstance like that?
0: No, I think, see, firstly, the, the acknowledgement that we spoke of, it makes you relook at some of the knee jerk reactions and they have been just like what you said. I've heard from uh, quite a few founders recently uh, who've come up to me and said, hey, it's not working. I'm just, I'm I'm knee deep in too many things. It's taking up too much of my time. They aren't taking up the accountability or ownership. And hence, what did I do? I said, hey, you have to come to work every day. I need to see everybody. Dang. No more work from home. That was the root of all evil. Now, if you come in, sit in front <laughs> of me, you'll you know, become more accountable. That's not going to work, right? Yeah, yeah. Fundamentally, you've not uh, set the ground rules for them to behave in the way that you are expecting, right? Right. Mm -hmm. somewhere you need to find someone to own that people function and to even guide you as the CEO or founder or team leader to say, hey, these are some things that have to be done. Mm -hmm. You have to own the effort that each of you is putting into this you can't just own right. the outcome because many times why why are the founders not raising this as an issue because they're busy solving the business problem and the business is is moving along fine it's like you know despite all of this in spite of all of this i'm doing okay yeah yeah right? somewhere it finally comes together and uh, even though we we um, kind of really struggled through it or it took a lot more out of me than it needed to uh, let me not think about it now, because we got the outcome we needed.
1: Yeah. And I was just thinking, you know, bearing in mind what you just said, uh, if things are working fine, or at least, you know, the closest to what could be described as fine, um, but you have that sense that maybe it's not all okay right so is it okay then to assume because we are modeling certain behaviors on a daily basis and we are coming to work and we are showing people what is expected is that not enough for people to draw their own conclusions from and kind of try and model the same behavior is it is it too much okay let me put it this way is it too much to expect that this is actually a problem that can resolve over a period of time
0: no i think that's a very important question that you asked because uh, time and again i have to remind uh, leaders that this is not going to go away with time right okay. <laughs> it's not that uh, you know okay he or she came in a little bit raw they've been with us for a couple of years and now you know miraculously yeah, be a better uh, people manager or a better manager of their function so it's not going to self-heal right i think you mm. have to Invest in setting up some of these processes so how you do that is where i say okay there has to be somebody accountable for that people function and mm-hmm. if you are a founder ceo then it's you know it's best to bring in somebody to do that and today you have so many right. options whether it's full-time or a consultant or even like an hr for hire kind of structure uh, you have many ways to do that if you are managing okay. a within a large organization then while you have you have the support of a very um, detailed hr function uh, but you need to do a lot of the thinking through right you mm. need to do that, but remember you're not doing it 100% you do have support you do have typically somebody in training and somebody in recruitment and somebody in uh, you know uh, just general hr so you have you have it right. Right. Um, and so coming back to your question, yes, role modeling is the way to go. You, if you want certain behaviors to be demonstrated, definitely you need to demonstrate them yourself. But yeah, you can't yeah. assume that in a way, every passerby is going to pick that up. I I do get what you're saying. But if I had to
1: quantify it and if I had to say, okay, if I do this for an X amount of time, then I can expect to see Y outcome, right? I think that usually has a tendency to make a lot of these things easier because at least you know you're working towards a time-bound goal, right? So what can someone set out to do? Say that, you know, you have a team of 10, 15 people, uh, suddenly half of them are managers and probably and i understand what you mean that you may be modeling a lot of behaviors but the interpretation that each person is taking away could be vastly different right they could be coming to very different conclusions based on what they're seeing so what kind of goals can i set uh, for the system for the people for myself even sometimes as you know the manager of the managers
0: yeah so i think to start with uh, you know ask your managers have that conversation saying hey what are the challenges that you're facing what are you know if i had to hear it from your point of view because i know what yeah. problems i'm facing but
1: <laughs> very well
0: <laughs> if if i like do they even see it or what are they seeing you know where is their mm-hmm. uh, where are their set of constraints coming from right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Say, hey over the next in terms of a goal over the next six months which ones are you going to solve for right? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, it it requires your own time and attention. And which ones do you Mm -hmm. think need a larger solution for the system, right? Mm -hmm. So a set Mm -hmm. of goals could emanate from that. You could have a manager who says, hey, you know, I think I have not identified the right person for the right thing and I need to delegate better or I need to manage Mm -hmm. my own better or I need to just sit down with them and give them the clarity of, you know, because see, the you can role model, but unless you tell the other person what behaviors you are expecting from them, they're just going to be a bystander and saying, hey, wow, you're great at this. Thank you. Right, right,
1: right. right. Makes sense. Hmm. So
0: the conversation with your key team, I think, is a great starting point, And it will give you certain goals in terms of uh, you know, what processes and systems that you need to invest in. And I'm sure one of the key processes and systems that you need to really take ownership of setting up is performance management, right? -hmm. It is, you know, nine out of 10 employees, if you ask them, do you get feedback? They usually say no. Because they are expecting some kind of formal communication, right, in some kind of review, some kind of assessment. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, me and my manager—it's a company. daily exchange of messages and yeah. mails. Uh, yeah, he said, yeah, "Hey, why did yeah. you move up?" Or he said, "Good job done." Or you know, it's—it's it's not registered as feedback, yeah. and it doesn't have all the—you know—I mean, you and I can go on about feedback for hours, in which we will do someday but <laughs> <laughs> It's not uh, registered in any constructive way as to what to take away from it and what to do next. It's just yeah. information, yeah. right? so mm-hmm. take ownership of that uh, performance management piece definitely right and and, mm-hmm. and that's a that's a big enough task as it is uh, and somewhere you know you have to build in early on time to define what is what are the competencies that you want in your people right each business is going to survive on different competencies some are very very customer-focused, some are very, very innovation and product creation-focused, right? Some are very Mm -hmm. operation-focused and some need a bit of all. But do your people know what those key competencies are needed for a good job, right? Yeah, yeah. If I say be customer-centric, what does it mean to uh, your salesperson? What does it mean to your HR person, what does it mean to your developer on the team Mm -hmm, who's mm -hmm. never going to see a customer ever, as far as he or she is concerned, right? Like, I don't see the customer. I come, sit, I code, right? So what does being customer-centric mean to each of these? What is the behaviors that you're expecting from them? If this Mm -hmm. is something that is uh, kind of an overarching competency that you want the entire organization to have. Right. right so right. early on invest in identifying what you want fair enough and i think what i'm really taking away is that maybe
1: beyond the point the same things that got us from a to b often have a tendency not to take us from b to c perhaps and mm. maybe it's just part of the growth journey and we need to accept that as well That and, I, and that's the difficult transition also i think for a lot of us because we've been in the business of managing a lot of systems right but Mm -hmm. now i think it's becoming being invested in managing the growth of people or rather Mm -hmm. investing in the growth of people which is a completely different job actually so i think maybe even making that job description clear to ourselves right Mm -hmm. to say that yes the system level responsibility will invariably rest with us but how Mm -hmm. we grow is no longer about how we do things but how everybody does the many different things that they're supposed to do. So maybe that uh, is a promotion in itself, right? It's a completely different job and a different role. So it's a good thing to accept, I guess.
0: What you've said now is really something overarching that you need to be ready for is uh, create time to be available for this group that you are you know, grooming, mentoring, yeah. right? Be yeah, accessible. Yeah. Um, let them come with their stupid problems and queries in the interest of putting the system in place.
1: Right, right, right. And right. I
0: say, hey, what do we do here? What do we do there? And you're kind of brainstorming together, you're coming up with a solution together. You are clearly indicating what's okay with you, what's not okay with you, or for the company, right? Uh, right. be available for those conversations, definitely.
1: Right. Fair enough. No, that's uh, actually quite valuable, and maybe it's time to kind of shuffle up the calendar a bit, uh, and maybe not put every little and big thing on it because the role has changed. Uh, and I'm sure it'll take me a while to accept that. But uh, no better day to begin than today, I suppose. So might as well get started. And I really like what you said about setting that time aside to have some of those conversations right i think being approachable and accessible is something that i have appreciated so much in the people that have managed me in the past so maybe it's my my turn to give back and uh, that can definitely be an exciting journey to be on oh definitely and you
0: know you're nothing but blessed if you've had a good manager in your life, honestly. So
1: true, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Might as well model our behaviors out of those few people who actually know what they're doing. So yeah, so much appreciation for them.
0: Yes. Thanks, folks, for joining in. Catch you next time. Let me go back to my Prince Harry audiobook at 2x speed. Thank you. <laughs> Hey small talkers, thank you for listening till the very end. We love bringing these episodes to you and we hope you enjoy them too. Please do drop in your comments, likes, shares, reviews, whatever you can do on the platform that you're on to help us reach a larger and larger audience and that would really make our day. You can find out more about today's guest or today's episode in the show notes, all the details. And how you can find us on social media is right there. Thank you and see you next time. Bye.